Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Social Studies Podcast. Today, our guest is Neil Hildebrand III, Director of Marketing Operations and Analytics at AppDynamics. Hope you enjoy the episode as much as I do. Hey, Neil. Hey, welcome to the show, man. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming by. You know, uh, we had another guest on this podcast, uh, Kevin Goldberg. Um, so just so you, just so the listeners know, I, I met Neil recently, and Kevin couldn't tell me enough great things about you, Neil. So I hope you're ready to flex all your muscle. Very flattering. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So Neil, you're at AppDynamics, and you've been really involved with marketing, analytics, and operations for a while now. Do you want to give us a quick background as to, as to what you're up to? Sure. Yeah, I've been at AppDynamics for a year. Uh, I've founded their marketing operations analytics function. Uh, prior to that, I was at Fox. Um, did the same thing, founding their marketing operations analytics function. Um, and I have a background in supply chain operations and analytics at Walmart.com. You're, uh, you were an engineer of sorts, right? Yeah, my uh, undergrad uh, in optical engineering uh, and then you know, an MBA. So I kind of been the weird mix of kind of supply chain operations, engineering, and, uh, and business. Mm -hmm. So you went from engineering to marketing. What, what made you make that switch? Uh, I, being at Walmart.com and starting their operations analytics function, you know, I gained experience in reducing costs and making things more efficient in the physical world. Um, but I really had an interest in getting more to kind of the core of growing a business and making, optimizing revenue. Uh, and so it kind of was a clear, it was a kind of a match made in heaven, this new kind of role in the industry of marketing operations, you know, being able to take this operational discipline and mindset and, and apply it to kind of being disciplined about growing revenue. Mm -hmm. And I think that the listeners already know I'm really into um, analytics and metrics and data is great, but without insight, it's, it's kind of useless. So, so making uh, insight from data and giving marketers data insight period is really important to me and, and that's what you do. Can you give us a real quick high level overview of what your day to day is like? Uh, yeah, most, a lot of my time is, um, is spent trying to get the business users, uh, you know, so maybe the head of um, digital marketing or the head of marketing programs, you know, to kind of articulate their um, their needs and what they would need in order to kind of make better decisions about um, about success in their parts of the business, and then translating that into uh, instrumenting those parts of the business, understanding more about kind of the customer experience and life cycle, uh, and then translating that um, into kind of a path to revenue, creating targets, and then helping them you know understand how to optimize for that. Great, great. Today you're going to talk to us about the, the marketing funnel. I think specifically you mentioned you want to talk about facilitating the marketing to sales handoff. Yeah, I mean, so, um, you know, many of you may know Serious Decisions is pretty famous for this uh, demand waterfall. So demand they, waterfall. they have this uh, concept of an MQL, an SAL, and an SQL um, to, uh, to, you know, create some standardization around, you know, how, how a prospect may go from being just a prospect to somebody who's actually closer to being a potential to buy. Can you give us a real quick definitions of what MQL, SAL, and SQL are? Sure. Uh, MQL stands for Marketing Qualified Lead. Mm -hmm. So that you know that's kind of marketing through the automated processes, uh, making a determination that somebody may be, may be uh, ready to buy. SAL stands for Sales Accepted Lead. So that's a uh, salesperson kind of agreeing that it's worth following up to, to um, you know, uh, call somebody or email them and make that determination. And SQL is the salesperson then kind of agreeing that yes, this this person probably has the potential to buy, uh, creating an opportunity possibly in your sales automation system, uh, and then you know, and then you know, moving the deal forward there. 
So what's this funnel all about? So you know the 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 key in um, in this funnel is both in an organization having clear definitions around what what an MQL is. You know, so I define I define that in words, but every organization has a different kind of understanding of when when they think a prospect may be worth following up from a salesperson point of view. Um, and then and then what you need to do is in the system have some way to kind of kind of measure that. So if you're a marketer and you um, you know drive people to a bunch of white papers and pieces of content, not all of those are equal. So some piece of content that you drive a prospect to may be so high level that it's not worth the salesperson to follow up with. You want to know that they read that piece of content but not require salesperson to kind of give you, uh, to make that determination of whether there's an opportunity. However, they may download another piece of content like an analyst report or you know some ebook that you guys, that you may have created, and that may be indicate a high, high enough level of interest that you then want the salesperson to kind of follow up and, and understand whether you know, they can um, create that dialogue with the prospect uh, to then you know, get that first meeting and to get an opportunity created. So is this the classic, uh, classic situation of a marketing team sending sales team uh, leads they don't like and vice versa? This, this helps to solve that. You know, so this, solve that, okay. this whole conversation where for sales, you know, the classic situation is a salesperson says, you know, you're not sending me quality enough leads. The marketing person says, you're not following up with my leads right. appropriately. You know, the only way to really solve that is to have a, an agreed upon objective way to be able to measure the efficacy of those leads flowing through the funnel. You know, for, and for example, both at AppDynamics and at Box, um, we use a technology called Full Circle CRM. You know, they, um, they in, in Salesforce natively, help us to kind of measure that. So when, we, when something comes out as an MQL, um, ultimately, our ask is, is for the salesperson to then um, create an opportunity or explicitly tell us that you know it's not worth um, an opportunity yet and give us a reason for that. Um, once you kind of get that in the aggregate, then you can slice and dice the data a bunch of different ways by campaign, by rep, by region, what have you, to then understand the trends within that. You know, so then you can understand when a salesperson says, um, hey, Neil, uh, event leads are crap. I can actually look in the system and say, actually, I kind of agree with you. It turns out that when they don't come by our booth, total crap. They only convert at, and this is a real example, they only convert at you know, 0.8%. But if they come by our booth and we've deemed them, we've marked them as being a hot lead, turns out they convert at 6%. So mm -hmm. perhaps when they don't come by our booth, we don't MQL them yet. We put them into a nurture and we try to warm them up a bit more. When they come by our booth, you guys should still continue to follow up. That was a conversation that in the past would have devolved into just subjectiveness, right. but now we have an objective way to answer those questions. So a lot of this depends on your definitions of MQL, SAL, and SQL. How do you come about these definitions? Who decides? I mean, does the CEO just dictate it one day? I can't imagine the marketing team can do this in a vacuum without the sales team and vice versa, right? Yeah, and, and that's a great point, a great question. I mean, um, that was basically the first thing I did when I joined AppDynamics. You know, well, second thing I did next to... Uh, getting full circle um, as a company to kind of, uh, to sign them on, is spend basically three months roadshowing with all the sales team and having that conversation. You know, because you need to have something that you can, you're right, have an, a mutually agreed upon definition that you can code to. I mean, I need, I need at the end of the day, to write, to put some criteria in the system that will determine whether something's an MQL or not, you know, based on kind of objective data-driven criteria. So you need to get be able to get down to that level Otherwise, you know, if I can't code to it, then we haven't agreed upon anything. Mm -hmm.
So should a marketer be optimizing for MQLs or is his, is his or her job not done until it's an SQL? Yeah, that's, that's actually a fantastic question because MQLs can be gamed. So MQ, what, where, where companies might fail is trying to just optimize for leads and for MQLs because um, what can happen is the head of digital marketing can easily go and just buy a bunch of names or dump a bunch of money in AdWords and get a bunch of people to come in. They may be all total crap. Uh, and that's not going to help anybody because you're going to overwhelm your sales team and you're not going to kind of get towards revenue that you want. Really what you want to be doing is optimizing for SQLs. Mm -hmm. So what you're trying to do is send in the highest quality leads that you can to kind of get the most opportunities that you can that you can help create. Once it becomes an opportunity, it's really then incumbent upon the salesperson. You know, that, that becomes more of a sales job to you know then go and get sales engineers involved and try to kind of build the champion internally and do all the things that you pay the sales guys to do. So you know, the more marketing can help create those first meetings and, and get those opportunities, um, what you know, by bringing in better uh, MQLs, uh, the, better, the better that relationship will be. So in this in this funnel, it's just I mean, I, there's MQS, SAL, and SQL. I don't want to get caught up on definitions, but yeah. how versatile is this funnel for different companies with different sizes and different sales programs? I mean, the, the, those general definitions, I think, apply to, to every type of company. If you, if you look at the Serious Decisions funnel, you know, the people who originated this, you know, they, they actually got way crazy complicated. In my, in my opinion, they, they, if you look at the new funnel they have, mm -hmm. it's all over the place and it's kind of over-metriced in my mind. Mm -hmm. you know, the, I think if you keep it simple and you have this MQL, SL, SQL kind of as a general framework, almost any company, you know, because it, it's, it's not that complicated. You're basically saying, Bring in leads that marketing think are qualified, and then the salesperson will help you understand whether those are actually qualified. It's you know it's not this rocket science. I read a really interesting tweet yesterday. I forget it was from some tech business leader. Um, something like sales, sales directors, salespeople have sales quotas. Marketing people have should have lead quotas. Yeah, that's that's total crap. I, I what do you think? I, I totally disagree with that. Interesting. So, what, what we, what we've come to come to at App Dynamics is, you know, we start. We're all trying to get revenue, right? Both okay. sales and marketing. We're working towards revenue. Sure. There should be zero disagreement about that, mm -hmm. right? Um, we're trying to optimize revenue for the company, and but we play different roles in trying to optimize that. And one of those roles that marketing helps is to is to make it so that salespeople have to do less outbound thinking. Mm -hmm. But what we're really trying to do in marketing is saying, hey, we're going to help you create a certain amount of your opportunities. Um, and, and we're going to do that by, you know, creating a, a certain amount of S, S, uh, MQLs. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, we're, we're helping you create a certain amount of opportunities. That's the salesperson language. Mm -hmm. and again, it goes back to it's easy to game at leads. Or it's harder to game trying to get those first meetings because you really need to collaborate with salespeople in order to kind of get to that nice, happy meeting for uh, SQLs. Mm -hmm. You mentioned outbounding, which is, which is relevant here. If, if the salesperson goes outbound and then they qualify someone, by definition, that's like I think it's the top-ish part of the funnel. So would that be an MQL generated by a salesperson? So in effect, and actually what we've done at AppDynamics is um, when we had these conversations about the serious decision funnel, we actually changed the name slightly. So MQL is publicly what, what it's called mm -hmm. you know, from serious decisions. We actually stripped away the M and just called it QL. Because QL. we didn't want that to be kind of marketing-centric. Mm -hmm. We wanted it to be like... Somebody, anyone in effect can generate a QL. Even a partner, a partner can send in a lead, mm -hmm. you know, a channel, you know, a channel partner, uh, and have that be a quality lead. And then you're right. In the example you just gave, a rep 
you know, that, that time between a QL and an SQL, you know, could be zero seconds, you know, because they could immediately move it from saying, hey, I met this guy on the street and they're definitely qualified, I'm going to create an offer. Mm -hmm. You know, then there's zero time, whereas, you know, something in marketing could take days. Sure, sure. And, and so growth is always on the tip of everyone's tongue. Growing, as you said, optimized revenue. So growing revenue, growing the business. But you, Neil, work on the intersection of marketing and data and optimization for that matter. So I can't, I'd be remiss to not ask you, how do marketing people find more leads? How do we grow? How can you use data to go find yourself more customers? Yeah, I mean, the, the key to that is to, so if you have instrumented, you know, understanding kind of that mark of a quality lead, you understand what you're trying to get in terms of opportunities. Because then beyond opportunity creation, companies could have two-day sales cycles or 100-day sales cycles. Mm -hmm. So that opportunity kind of normalizes that. No matter what, it should take you some normal amount of time, no matter the company, mm -hmm. to like understand what it takes to find an opportunity. Right. So the, the key data-wise to be able to optimize kind of creation of those opportunities is to capture both the how and the what uh, on the on that kind of marketing campaign. Or, um, so where a lot of companies, I think, fall short is they'll capture one of the two. So they'll say, oh, it turns out most of our leads come in from this asset, or most of our leads come in from our web trial, or most of our leads come in from contacting us, or this event. That's the how or the what? That's the what. That's the what. That's like, what did we get the prospect to do? Okay. But really what helps you from marketing is how did you get them to do that? Did you pay for traffic? Did you did it come in organically? Did, um, you, know, did you do, uh, make it happen via an email? Did you email them and then they download the asset? Okay. That's the thing that a marketer can actually take action on. So, but you know you need to capture both of those. Mm -hmm. So, not only is it that maybe it turns out this ebook that you created is driving a lot of quality leads, but it turns out that uh, a sponsorship on some third party site is what's driving people to download those ebooks that turn into better quality. Then when you send them an email, in which case pump more money into sponsorship. So, mm -hmm. you, if you capture both of those pieces of data. And whatever other metadata you can about that, about that how or the what, uh, then, and then then you can kind of run that through, regress it, and help to optimize you know, for SQLs. Okay, so in terms of marketing analytics, a lot of people think, and I think most people marketers start with Google Analytics to get you some of the, to be the how I suppose in this case. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about marketing analytics? Sorry, Google Analytics as a starting point, and if and if assuming someone's already there, what's the next step? Yeah, G GA is um, it will tell you how someone interact with your site. It's okay for website path analysis. It's okay for set for telling you, uh, you know, for setting a goal and, and a funnel towards that goal. Goal optimization, definitely. Uh, right, and then, and then understanding how you can, you know, what's the best way to get someone to download that asset. But it falls short of then continuing that discussion all the way through to opportunity or beyond. Okay. In a B2C environment, it, it actually, I think, connects fairly well because you, because you can – um, because it's a very linear thing of somebody comes in, does something, buys product from you, and you can take whatever data, whatever database has all that kind of success data around sure. the dollars, feed it back in. That, that I think, is a pretty straightforward scenario. In the B2B world, though, GA alone will only tell you, hey, you got a bunch of people to download this asset, mm -hmm. but not the quality of that download. Right. You know, so may you may be patting yourself on the back because you got more people to sign up for your web trials, but it you know, maybe you doubled it week over week. But maybe that extra extra came for people who were signing up for some promotion and are all just total crap. And you have no idea just in GA. You really need to connect that all the way into Salesforce. So, okay, Salesforce. So scoring it in Salesforce. Now, Salesforce being your CRM here, but what about um, customer success technology that everyone's talking about nowadays? Is that a big factor in this equation? You mean like um, Intercom or I mean, Gainsight? Like Intercom, Gainsight, Preact, yeah. on the side of 101. It's, 
Salesforce has a ba- has a banner now saying the best customer success tool. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's in customer success now. What, yeah. what do you think about that? I think where customer success comes in is when you're trying to optimize you know, the churn and and uh, upsell. So it could be that that you're getting a bunch of people to come in and sign up for a trial, and it could be that those people end up buying. But if they're all churning out after a month, you're clearly you just kind of changed the point of. You know, yeah, they gave you some money, but they're still kind of not a quality kind of customer, right? You want to get that person that continues to come back and pay some money. Mm-hmm. So where that where the customer success platforms could come, data could come in is if you have kind of a high velocity type product, you have a lot of people coming in and trying it for one month and then churning out. Mm-hmm. That's really then where you where you would uh, benefit from connecting all the way to the end end because then maybe it turns out that people you bought from AdWords tend to come in only back a month and leave, and you're not going to be able to know that because you connect. But if you're if it's not that kind of like high velocity type model and you aren't seeing people kind of churn out after a month, which you can you can get that data without connecting to the front of the funnel, mm-hmm. um, you'll really only get the benefit from you know if you're then trying to kind of optimize for upsell. Bringing all the data together to facilitate marketing to sales handoff. Neil, thanks so much for coming by. Yeah, thanks, appreciate it.